podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, that's a
you know, wholeheartedly proves the magnetism of the moon, that the moon is a magnet. And people can't help but get out their phones and take a picture of it and, and post it onto Instagram. So basically it's saying astrology is real because the moon's affecting people to it, do certain things. Yes. It's people are powerless against the magnetism of taking a picture of the moon and posting it on social media. It's science. It is science. I think you're, I think you should write like a whole essay about that, about how astrology is definitely proven to be true. And you can actually, I feel like on May 7th, uh-huh. you could predict that people are going to be posting moon pictures and be like, I knew it because of astrology. Well, and then everyone has to believe. But is it a special super moon on May 7th? I don't know. It's just the next full moon. Oh my God. Is my boyfriend seriously running the vacuum again? He's been vacuuming since we've been quarantined for like four Well, weeks. he's trying to get rid of the COVID and get in a vacuum. I'm going to go fucking crazy. I'm serious. Because Everybody's going to go crazy. Oh, well, you don't live with someone who vacuums all the time. I mean, no. And you know what we did for our new vacuum because our old vacuum broke. So we ended up getting uh, one of the automatic vacuums and I fucking love it. We, we run it like twice a day. It's like you never have to like really be like, ew, cat hair. It's a, like a Roomba, like the little robot yes. ones. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, it was like, um, yeah, we got it, I guess it was, before, maybe like in January or something, but it was like on sale. Um, and I thought it was going to be crappy and not do a good job, but it actually does a really good job. And uh, yeah, you just still need to do like the sides around the edges of the room with like, we have like a smaller vacuum for that, but uh-huh. it's great having one. I would highly recommend it. I, well, I have wood floors, and there's two floors, and there's steps and stuff, yeah. so I just Swiffer, like, once a week, Swiffer, and then um, then you got to go in with the vacuum. I have a Mealy, which I recommend. They're the best vacuums. Nice. Um, Mealy. But anyway, onwards about the moon, uh, May 7th isn't a special moon, though, but I think mm. if I were going to do a moon talk about magnetism and social media and the moon, it would be a TED talk. Be- a TED Talk? Yeah, because that I feel like that works in that um, sort of setting, doing a TED Talk. What about because, it works for you? Uh, well, because TED Talks are always like grifter type of um, internet people that have some kind of like, you know, in like connection with um, how the internet works and how people communicate. And then, they, mm, they and give then like, like something, yeah, something a little bit woo-woo. Yeah, and then they add like a science to it, like a pseudoscience to it. Yeah, And then they, right. give, they give a talk and then they put it on like YouTube and everyone's like, oh my God, I never thought of Instagram and the moon and magnetism as proof of magnetism before. I've never even thought of that. This has changed my fucking life. That's true about TED Talks. I mean, I think that was very accurate. Um... Either that or, like, you know, you do, like, you just say in a tweet and then you go, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. That's the other thing you do. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you don't, can't get the people together for the TED Talk and yeah. the venue, like, you just tweet it and then you're like, this is a TED Talk. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. LOL. Um, so before we, we really get into the moon, um, that was a nice little moon intro. We do have sections of the podcast, like... Like all podcasts, well, not all podcasts, but like, you know, um, a lot of podcasts, many podcasts, many podcasts work in, uh, work in segments. And the one, sorry, I had like 
snot up my nose. The um, which I'm not picking my nose because I don't want to get COVID nineteen. But um, the one that's how you get it. That's how you get it from. So now you know. Anyone who has it, you know, they're a nose picker. Um, yes. So what we like to do, um, our segments of the podcast, we have how many do we have now? We have a lot. Uh, we have the apology. You're in charge of the segments. Yeah, the segments are my idea, and I think that it's a great idea. And um, so there's the apology section. We have where we say sorry for things that we've done, although we've been branching out to also have white lady apologies um, because Maureen and I are both white ladies. And Mm -hmm. we're we're white. Yeah, we're we're a couple of Karens. Um, Woman is Karen of the world. And... (laughs) We, like, we talk about, you know, being white ladies and stuff and and reasons to apologize for that. Now, we do ask um, because we like saying we're sorry. I mean, it's like a pastime for white women. And um, so we ask that people write in and ask us to apologize for things, which no one ever does. And there was a period of time where I would pretend to be people writing in. But, you know, I have a life and I got sick of doing that. Um, so now we just like try to remember, uh, our last episode and things we might've said that was offensive, which kind of rolls into the recap section of the podcast. Those kind of been molding together. Now, if you want us to apologize for something, please write in. Uh, so we're on Twitter, so you can just write us on Twitter, give us uh, get up in our DMs. And my Twitter is... B-E-T-H-H-E-I-N-L-Y, all lowercase, no space. And Maureen's um, Twitter is at Mocum, M-O-C-U-M, just one M, even though her last name is Cummings with two M's, but it's just one M. Maybe 90, stop it at the fir- after the first M. Just stop after the first M. And then it's 99, which is the year uh, Maureen graduated from high school. Shut up, Beth. Well, I mean, it is, I think it's cute that Fuck you... you. I think it's cute. I think it's cute that you do your like your internet name like you would in an AOL chat room in the nineties. That's because it's still the same thing I used in the nineties in the AOL chat room. That's my AOL chat room name, Mocom ninety nine, and my Hotmail email address. So does that mean you have had also the same like password since then? Um no, the passwords. Well, it's possible. And what would it would seem probably a similar iteration. I'm not fucking telling you. What Fuck would you. that what would that be? <laughs> what's your what's your social? Um <laughs> uh you're you're actually talking to an unemployment agency person right now, Marie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm gonna, so so are you. I'm I, I've applied for partial unemployment. And uh I'm gonna need your uh passwords from AOL instant messenger to your hotmail and your hotmail password in order to grant you your partial unemployment. I mean, I guess I would be giving them anything they wanted because that's where we're at in America. So <laughs> here's, here's my entire, like the lease to my body and um, you can have my firstborn child. Um, like what we're getting to the point of right here. So yeah, it's not funny anymore. Oh yeah, we're getting to the point here. You mean the point of like um, you're supposed to sacrifice your firstborn child um, at the first full moon in the in after the first day of spring? In a sense, yes. 
That's um or that's where we're at. Well, that actually relates to the full moon and Passover because that's when all I the, was going to say, yeah, that's that, your firstborn, right? That's when all the firstborn were killed by the angel of death, unless you were Jewish and you painted a, um, I think it was just like red blood on your door. It was like lamb's blood or something. Yeah, lamb's blood on your door. You, were, you had to make a sacrifice, I guess, and then, like, paint the lamb's blood above your door. It's a shame Jewish people don't still do that. It's such a shame that they don't still put, put lamb. real lamb's blood above yeah. their door and sacrifice a lamb. Or, blood. like, even fake blood. I mean, it still would be cool to, like, walk around a full moon night in your neighborhood and see who was Jewish by the blood smeared on their front door. Yeah, it would be kind of like seeing who's Catholic by the ash cross on their forehead on Ash Wednesday. Yeah, like, they should get into being as sick and twisted as outwardly as possible, like Catholics do. Although, I guess we don't really have outside of, um, and well, yeah, Catholics have it rough in Ireland, um, mm. but not in comparison to the Holocaust in Germany. So, no. not people maybe not want to be that outwardly Jewish because of anti-Semitism. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, yeah. Speaking of anti-Semitism, Bernie Sanders dropped out today, which we're both really upset about. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Abandon all hope. And we're both not voting for Joe Biden, by the way. People keep saying that. I mean, I still may vote for him out of extreme fear of Trump killing us all. And I would, mm-hmm. I would, if I do that, I will walk out of there feeling completely disgusted and like basically kind of like I was bullied into something I don't want to do. Yeah, like, I don't think that he's a viable candidate. I have said that since the beginning. He was my literal last choice. I think he's fucking trash. I think he is going to get ripped a new fucking asshole by Trump mm-hmm. and I think Trump's gonna win and I am sick of the fucking narrative and like the bullying and the bullshit from DNC people because fuck you because you are a DNC person as far as I'm concerned if you're gonna try to fucking make me feel bad about not voting for Biden when you know that it's bullshit mm-hmm. oh yeah Trump was excited today on Twitter oh yeah I mean this is gonna be we're handing this to him handing yeah. it to him yeah I'm done like I'm just I I was like shaky as, as a Democrat at best like I just recently was like oh yeah like like two years ago like I was like yeah we gotta like get the Republicans out of there so what did I do I was like I'm gonna register Democrat and vote and like pay attention and like blah mm-hmm. blah and I feel like it got me to exactly where I was and worse so like fuck all of you yeah I mean there was improvements to like a lot of people won um, Congress seats yes. um, since Trump got into office. But this was like just a slap in the face of all that work that got done. Um, yep. And it's really disgusting. But I actually think the Democratic establishment want Donald Trump to win. I do too. I, they, I do too. You know, they'd rather have Trump be president than Bernie Sanders. And yep. Um, not that they're just, a, they're like, basically the, they're the Republican party. Now they have now yeah. become the Republican party. The Republican party is unrecognizable and like a, basically a fascist organization. And they there's always just were. nothing for the working class. The Democrats were like so, being more moderate, like after the Reagan years and like yeah. are pretty much like what a Republican was in the eighties is what a Democrat is today. Um, and the Republican party has gotten more, well, outwardly populist, but not really like, I mean, Trump runs as a populist. 
Yeah, Trump runs as a populist, but he does not give a fuck about poor people. He really doesn't. No. So um, he's just protecting corporate interests. And and again, that's why I think moderate, like centrist Democrats like Donald Trump, because he's he protects corporate interests. And that's sure essentially what they want. Um, yeah. And also, we're about to be going into a fucking depression because so yeah. many people are laid off right now because of the pandemic. And what we're going to need is a wealth tax. Like we're, we're yeah. like a billionaire fucking people are, are, have to be fucking taxed. Like, and mm-hmm. do you really think that Donald Trump or Joe Biden will, has the balls to do that? No, they don't. Nope. No. Um, that's who put them in office. Yeah. So in that Oof. right, I think, and, and this is how I've been voting and I feel really uncomfortable even talking about this on a podcast because I know people, as a Pennsylvania voter, I've always lived in a swing state, um, get really fucking mad at people like me. But I have always, I just decided to always vote for my class interests, no matter what. And to, and while it's not a strategic vote in a swing state to vote um, third party, I have done so since like John, well, okay, so I voted for John Kerry, which is fucking embarrassing. Um, I voted for Obama the first time, which I was actually excited and felt good about that. But then immediately it was yeah. like, was like, wait, this guy is really actually just saying bullshit different day. I mean, he, he, he was more at war in the Middle East than George Bush was like, yeah. and this was just in the first four years and the Affordable Care Act, I was like, um, confused about. And then it became clear to me like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, this is literally just to um, soften the blow and try to ensure more people, which is great and all, but it's still commercialized healthcare. Like this is the problem. Right. It's still feeding into the problem. This yeah. Pro- the pro- and the problem is, oh my God, God, sorry. I'm interrupting. No, go ahead. You're, oh, no, you're it's fine. just, you know, it's the, the fucking corporate run healthcare system. Yes. Yeah. Killing people by the thousands. It's killing a thousand people a day. Like, all right, maybe, I shouldn't say stuff like that because it's really, then I sound like a fucking idiot, right? Because Mm -hmm. no, like there's like, there is this pandemic and it is a novel virus that people will die from. Mm -hmm. But I do definitely think we could have been better prepared and had the fucking system not been so broken and shitty. Maybe our nurses and doctors would like have masks to wear and stuff. But instead they're putting themselves on the line and then we're not going to have anybody to treat the sick fucking people. Like, uh, And people who are confused are like, oh, well, you know, universal health care is not going to fix that. Actually, the reason why our nurses and doctors don't have enough protective equipment is because they're for-profit hospitals. So they're running a business. And when you run a business, you're just like trying to protect only a certain amount of people who have insurance. So you don't buy all this fucking equipment. You're not ready for a pandemic. That's not how it runs. That's not how it works. Right. You, you say how much how you want to spend the least amount of mm-hmm. money on equipment and inventory and have the least amount of inventory sitting around so yeah. that you're not losing money. And exactly. you're absolutely right. And, like, you're only going to plan for, like, those people that you know have insurance and can pay these, like, exorbitant prices or, like, that their health insurance will pay these exorbitant prices. Um, it's just, yeah. It's like, just so there's not I enough can't. protective gear. There's not enough ventilators guess what there's not enough fucking hospitals because they're all closed down for condo space like 
you know, and Philadelphia had its own problem with Hahnemann Hospital because it was sold off because the Joel Friedman, by the way, who lives at, um, what's his address? He's on 23rd and Locust. You can find his house. It says Joel Friedman has a piece of shit on it. it yeah, it doesn't say like he's. It doesn't say like murder on his house or something. Yeah, it's a, people have been tagging and egging it, so it's you'll see. Great. It's That's on awesome. the, it's I on love the it. corner. Fuck him. Um, but yeah, so uh, with his hospital, like he was like, well, it's not making any money. I have to sell it, so he's making it in the condo space. And they, the city of Philadelphia, was trying to buy it from him to get more space, but we were unable to afford the rent. And, and so he didn't sell it to him. And now, like, honestly, listening to to his, the quotes from his lawyer being like, he offered it at like 20% less than blah, blah, blah. Suck my dick. It's just sitting there. It's just Mm -hmm. fucking sitting there. You're not making any fucking money on it. Like who else is going to rent it right now? Yeah. You could have helped dude. And you fucking didn't. Like suck a dick. Um, yeah, good. I, I hope I hope that he gets a lot more graffiti on his house. That's what I hope. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Um, meanwhile, like Temple has like opened up a lot of space. They kind of Temple University has stepped in. Um, That's great. But you know they're like a state school. They kind of have no yeah. choice. Um, yeah. So in any case, this is like the problem with commercialized healthcare, and I don't understand people who go out in the middle of a pandemic to vote and don't vote for the guy who's Mm -hmm. for Medicare for all. I don't understand. Like, and that's what I mean. I think a lot of it is fear based and people are trying to do like a strategic vote. So in any case, that's why, like, because the thing is I've seen and it has been proven by my own voting over and over again, that that actually doesn't fucking work. You know what? It's been proven by this country over and over again. If I had, like, voted for Hillary Clinton, like, honestly, I did feel guilty for, like, a split second, okay? When I woke up at 3 in the morning and I saw Hillary Clinton lost Pennsylvania, when I saw the polls were all saying that she was not going to lose Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania had not voted Republican since George Bush, so it had been, like, over, like, a decade. And, um... It was like, well, whatever. During the Obama years, Pennsylvania overwhelmingly voted for Obama. So I I was kind of, I kind of, I saw Hillary Clinton and Obama as like the same, really. But I guess I didn't counter how much people hated Hillary Clinton. Yeah, um, people really, I mean, I don't, I, who, how, what's to like? There's literally nothing about her to like. But when, nothing. Uh, well, especially the way she has been acting and the way she, like, she, yeah. like, had a book deal as soon as she lost and the book was called What Happened? Like, all that kind of, like, narcissistic fucking, uh-huh. like, victim blaming bullshit made me be like, I'm really glad I didn't vote for this despicable, despicable fucking person. I, I actually, like, feel bad for people that fucking held their breath and went into the booth and voted for that bitch. I really do. Yeah, I know. Um, because, and the thing is, and that's why I just want to say to people, anyone listening, like vote your conscience, vote for, yeah. vote for your class interests. We may not. Great. Things would be very different in America. Probably if we people yeah, really did that, if we didn't fear base our votes and voted for what we wanted, because the um, polls, everyone's saying they want Medicare for all. Everyone's saying we want a wealth tax 
Everyone's saying that billionaires shouldn't exist. So why isn't Bernie Sanders fucking winning? And it's because people are fucking afraid. Or the other thing people are saying that the election is rigged, which I have said, um, if the indication of who went, who won the Iowa um, primary is an indication of how the presidential, uh, who the who the nominee will be. Well, if that's any indication based off how that went down, then the primary is rigged because we got rat fucked by Pete Buttigieg in that um, election, and there was like all that issue with the whatever the shadow um, app, the shadow people app, and they were oh, contributors yeah. to um, Buttigieg's campaign, and there was all this like discrepancy of numbers so if that's any indication and also they're saying the exit polls like there's only supposed to be a discrepancy of four percent from the exit polls and the exit polling is showing like like up to like 10 11 points in like what they projected it to be which shows that there was um uh which shows that it's a rigged primary so like people are talking about shit like that of course, what are we? We're kind of powerless to it. You say this stuff, and it's like, who cares? Nobody gives a shit. I mean, what do we have to do? We have to go out. We have to go in the streets. Well, guess what? We're all housebound right now, and which is convenient. It is convenient. We can't. We can't like fucking show up to the White House and you know, bomb the fucking lawn. Now, okay, that's a bit aggressive. I'm not. Yeah, don't say that. That was a joke. I'm not. Um, Antifa. you know, shit's gonna get weird though, Beth, because there are gonna be people coming soon who already know that they've had this or know that they had it and it wasn't that bad, and they're gonna be like going back out. And I just think that shit's gonna get weird. Yeah, it's gonna get weird. It's gonna get desperate too, because another yeah. thing I was like. One thing I remember from the last recession was like how hard it was to really find a fucking job. It yeah. like it it was really hard to find a job in 2008. And yeah. um even for me who I work like shit jobs. So I'm talking about someone who works shit jobs. Right. Not to mention all the people are going to be laid off from their corporate desk jobs because there's yeah. not going to be enough of those. Uh, businesses are going to be cutting laying off people left and right to like slim their you know budgets and um those people will be looking for jobs or they're like the other thing that's going to go down um because that was the other thing i was like well i'm in the service industry and there but there is no service industry if there's no managerial class of people who are going who, who don't want to cook for themselves and go out to eat and stuff like that so there's going to be less of those jobs so those people are going to be out of work the one thing I have going for me as someone who cleans toilets for a living is that's as rock bottom as it gets. I can't imagine being out of work completely, but there are going to be people who probably got their house cleaned as like a luxury who are now just going to clean their house themselves. So right. I'm definitely going to be losing business. And, yeah. I, I, you know, it's just these kind of like these trickle down. Yeah, it's trickle down economics. Like, yeah, we're going to be seeing a lot of desperation. Um, yeah. 
uh, which yeah. is yeah, I mean, which is scary because like now that we're not like allowed to like elect someone to work for the interests of the working class, like yeah. now people people are going to be desperate, and people who have been angry and struggling for a long time are going to be very desperate. And like, I mean, it's like I don't have like I am definitely not a violent person. Like, I think I shot a gun twice in my life, and I'm probably not the, in like the best physical shape. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be out like fucking like joining the militia but i can guarantee you some people are and like the people right now who are like the zoomers and like the under 30 the people who are getting fucked over on college right now the people that like got kicked out of their school with no place to live like the zoomers are are gonna be pissed they're gonna be angry and they're gonna come up in this like world where it's like desperate for them some of them are you know and also where there's like great wealth inequality and like I just don't think, I mean, I certainly don't, like, I don't buy into, like, these fucking celebrities anymore, like, fuck all of them, fuck them, I don't trust them, I don't trust anyone in the government, like, I just don't trust anybody anymore, because, I was saying that, I I think, too, it has to do with, like, all the disinformation and stuff, like, our reality, the way it's set up is, like, very fragile, and we're Mm -hmm. seeing that, like, as it crumbles in front of us, you know, like, the way that we've set up everything that we took for granted, it's like, it actually doesn't have to be this way, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be the way it was, and guess what, everybody, like, I I think it's, like, sad when I see people that are like, well, when things get back to normal, they're not. The world from before is never coming back, and, like, when I see Mm -hmm. someone saying that to argue any point, I'm just like, for you, because you're in denial, and, like, you have a fucking rude awakening coming. Well, I hope that all of this horrible shit that's going down is inspirational too. Cause I feel like for the revolution, the end of capitalism, as we know, it has to like, we have to move on from this point. And I think people are going to be realizing, like we were talking about earlier, like different kinds of jobs, like how we're going to be like feeding into AI. Like there's going to be a lot more jobs, like, you know, you placing your Instacart order and somebody, you know, putting that in a basket to you behind you or, you know, simple coding kind of jobs. And because we're going to be seeing the service industry completely decline. But also, I do think that UBI is something we need to really think about. Um, there's There's other countries, affluent countries that do this, like Norway, I think Denmark has a UBI. Yeah, the good um, countries. Yeah, there's the like... The non-shithole countries do it, yes. The non-shithole countries do it. Um, they have free education, UBI, and universal health care. And, but the... The rich countries. And because they, um, well, there's different ways that people go about it. I think Norway, like, does a, a, a tax on um, their oil. Um, but, you know, I'm just talking on my ass. I don't really know. But for us, I think we have billionaires who have grossed their wealth through working people, okay? Right, the last 20 years I've been working, and that's why they're rich. Yeah, and they're also rich by the bank bailouts from 2008. That's another reason why Mm -hmm. they're rich. Because there yes, was, yeah. and they're going to be even more rich. They're already richer now. They're already richer now. Part of me is like, I, I think like, a lot of this was known. I think it was known how bad this, I know that it was known how bad this pandemic was going to get because I knew in fucking January, just like everybody else who Mm -hmm. was paying attention in January, we knew. Mm -hmm. And, um, and this is just another thing. I mean, you know what the Kelly Loeffler, not, Oh shit. That's the wrong person. Who was the, um, like this, the wife of the guy that owns like the New York stock exchange that like sold off all that stock. I mean, Oh, well, there was a Senator that, um, a bunch of Republican senators sold off their stock knowing yeah. what was going down. 
Um, but I think the one, the Kelly person, they're a state senator, I think in Georgia or something. Yep. Yeah, she's um, got that, like, long hair. She's, she's yeah. just, like, a total... And this is not the first time I've heard of her. I've heard of her from, like... Like, Carl has those, this guy... That those people him. should all be in fucking jail. I mean, it's I insane that we all know about this shit and nothing happens to these people. That's It's yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, Martha Stewart went to jail. Like... Yeah. <laughs> like, they should be in jail. Um, yeah, I, I just think... Uh, it's like how much how much do we have to get shit on before we make a change? It's like, you know, I I don't know. And I really hope it's not like a violent sort of um takeover, but Same. um will it have to be? I don't know. Because well, electoral politics is looking pretty grim. So yep. I I don't know what to do. It's kind of like, I think of this Angela Davis um, quote, which I probably have said on this podcast before, but she says, freedom is a constant struggle. Like it's, you know, and this is a woman who has been an activist since like Black Panther sixties days. Um, and to today, like still an activist, she's an abolitionist and an activist against um, all kinds of disenfranchised people throughout the world and uh that's what she says freedom is a constant struggle like there's if it's not one thing it's another like and but you also you can't like you just have to keep working towards progress and instead of like being stagnant and not doing anything like you just that makes sense i don't know um Wait, so can I use this as a segue yeah. just because the astrological aspect that I wanted to talk about like yeah. deals with these changes in the power structure? Yeah. Um, so my mom told me to read about Pluto in Capricorn. Um, and actually on my birthday this year, on January 12th, there, the, an aspect perfected, which was the Pluto-Saturn conjunction, which is in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'm just going to read this. It's actually from astrology.com. It's just like, um, seems to be one of the like shorter ones that kind of explains it. But, um, so when Saturn and Pluto meet their proximity constellates a period of intensified tension, constraint and division in collective events. While societal structures decay and break down, there's room to begin building new forms and foundational elements in their place. Yet if we wish to endure the tests of Saturn and Pluto, we must descend within to explore our inner shadow and unconscious complexes rather than overly focusing on external achievement. In combination, Saturn and Pluto bring the gravity of graveyards and necessary confrontations with cultural and personal issues we can no longer deny or resist. Pluto amplifies the the contraction of Saturn, separating the essential from the non-essential in the face of obstruction, honing our awareness of whatever we wish to determinedly develop with the time and space available to us. Just by the way, this was written on January 7th, 2020, before we were really talking about essential and non-essential employees. Mm -hmm. But that was an interesting choice of words. Yeah. Um, Okay, Saturn and Pluto have spent 2019 at the end of their cycle that began in 1982-1983, and as they have moved to direct and retrograde within range of a conjunction, they have dredged up old personal patterns and cultural material that we need to address, integrate, contemplate, or clear out. 
when they form their first exact conjunction at 23 degrees of Capricorn on January 12, 2020, they will initiate a new cycle, shifting the emphasis into forging new forms and structures that support the purpose we have cultivated. There is nothing easy about dealing with experiences related to Saturn and Pluto, but the cathartic intensity they force us to endure aids in developing inner focus, determination, and courage. At times, we must resiliently present at times we must resiliently persist in the face of opposition. At other times, we must learn to surrender to elements of our life out of our control and nurture feelings of grief caused by loss. If we sustain effort through the challenges, by the end of 2020, we will have made significant progress toward major life goals and put new supportive structures in place that will endure for a long time. Saturn and Pluto will begin their new cycle in January 2020 as part of a stellium in Capricorn that includes Jupiter conjoining the south node of the moon in Capricorn, as well as the Sun, Saturn, Pluto, Ceres, and Mercury all together within two degrees of Capricorn. In fact, the day after Saturn and Pluto unite, both Saturn and Pluto will form a conjunction with the Sun and begin new synodic cycles. As a result, January 2020 will be an incredibly potent period in which to plant the seeds of what you will want to develop far beyond the new year. Utilize January not only for making resolutions in the new year, for the next five, but for the next five years. Once you've clarified your ultimate ambitions, you can begin prioritizing which shorter-term goals, blah, blah, blah. While January 12th is the only time that Saturn and Pluto will form an exact conjunction during 2020, we will re-enter another amplified period of their influence in September. This was what I thought was important too. So in September, the second wave. what happened in January is like going to amplify again. Um, at the beginning of September 2020, Mars will station retrograde in range of a cat catalytic square aspect with Saturn and Pluto. At the end of September, Saturn will station direct three degrees away from Pluto. As a result, there will likely be numerous polarizing conflicts arising throughout the world in which both sides act overly defensive while persecuting the other side. On personal levels, it will oh be beneficial. Oh my God, is this U.S.-China? On personal levels, it will be beneficial to take responsibility for exploring and integrating one's shadow, whatever personal issues we have not been wanting to acknowledge about ourselves, so we'll be less prone to projecting onto others and creating additional conflicts. Having compassion for others who are struggling while claiming responsibility for one's own behavior will be the key to effectively navigating through the intensity of Saturn and Pluto in 2020. So I, I, I'm like, holy shit. Like when I was started reading about this and there's like tons of articles about it. Some of them were written in 2008 when Pluto actually entered Capricorn, which is interesting to me too. Like Pluto entered Capricorn right around the 2008 crisis and it is going to not leave until 2023. So it's like the end of basically when Trump's presidency will end since we now have Biden versus Trump and Trump's definitely going to win because the DNC fucked us. Yeah. Um, it's all of this will hopefully start to wind down at the end of Trump's presidency and hopefully we can like start to build a new. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of up conflict and uprising, especially in this year. But then another thing that I read said that like after December of this year, things will start to like get a little bit more, um, not as intense, I think, as far as, like, some of the influences, like, as far as outside of us, like, from nature, as, like, such as the huge pandemic we're experiencing that is literally probably going to help rip down some of these power structures that have been in place for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, I do feel like we're at a precipice of, like, everyone like the amount of energy behind Bernie Sanders campaign the volunteers like so many people volunteered and donated to that campaign who never even had ever done that 
for a president before a presidential campaign before. Yeah. So I was never that into somebody before. Yeah. There's like a movement now. There's an organized movement of people behind this. And it's just yeah. about like shifting that to that's what I hope to say. what's that? I said, that's what I also hope to say. Yeah. Like that we shift that. And I don't think that being, it needs to be organized. And I don't think it's, it's to be organized behind the democratic party. The democratic party needs to burn. It needs to crash and burn. And, uh, in its place from the ashes should be another, a different party. I don't, I don't know what everyone's saying it will be. Um, but I have heard a lot of Bernie supporters talk about organizing a, a third party. Mm-hmm. Um, in that Which would, I really hope is a thing. Yeah, because, well, at the time, it seems like, so there's the Democratic Socialists. Um, but the problem with the Democratic Socialists, the critiques I've heard of that party, is that um, really they don't include working class. Like, it's people that are really into Marxist theory. These are college-educated yeah. people. They can't right. talk to working class people. They, they can't speak to them because they're of a different class. But right. they're obviously interested in um, democratic socialism and that would be benefit to working class people, but there's like a disconnect there. So that's the criticism I hear about that. Now, I've always um, voted Green Party. I was registered Green Party for a while. I don't understand it. But um, a lot of Bernie supporters are not for the Green Party. I like, for instance, the Green New Deal is out of the Green Party. The um, universal health care, the Green Party has been advocating universal health care for like decades. So I don't understand what it is. There's obviously some skepticism, I think, is what it is, because the Green Party has never been able to get more than like two or three percent of the vote. So I think maybe that's part of it. Um, But I don't really get it. Um, There is a socialist party outside of that that somebody was telling me. um, uh, About I was just looking it up, too. It's socialist. Oh, who is it? It is. Oh, actually, the Socialist Party is is nominating Howie Hawkins, who I was actually following uh, via the Green Party. Mm-hmm. But okay, so he's doing both. I'm like confused, but um. Who is this woman I was? Damn it. I hate, I'm sorry for searching while we're whatever, but you and I, we don't do any, you know, um, we don't do any research and we just talk off, um, off the cuff. So... Yeah, if I do any research, it's just because I happen to be interested in the topic for my own thing. Like, that's the only reason I did any research on the astrology. Anyway, sorry, everyone. Oh, Jill Stein is trending on Twitter right now. Hmm. Uh, For those on the left talking about abandoning efforts to influence politics via the Democratic Party, consider who had a bigger impact in the last few cycles. 
Jill Stein or Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders? Yeah, I mean, I would say Bernie Sanders. There's a labor you know, everyone's movement. just talking out their fucking ass. Yeah. I hate political Twitter. I fucking hate Twitter. Twitter is a dirty fucking habit. Yeah, I don't even... And, like, anytime I get sucked into it, I come out miserable. Like, I'll get... It's sucked into a Twitter hole for, like, a day. And, like, I can't help it. I keep going back. It's, like, an addiction. Yeah, I think that... Like a bad relationship. But this tweet, though, I think is exampled as why um, the Green Party isn't as popular for people who consider themselves social democrats. And I think it's because they don't think it's impactful enough. Um, mm. But uh, in any case, uh, the, the Green Party has always been for universal health care, raising minimum wage. The Green New Deal literally came out of the Green Party because environmentalism is like a core to their whatever. That's the other thing like that I'm freaked out about. Like uh, four more years of Trump. Like we then it's something like we only have a decade before to like make serious changes before we're actually like end game. Uh, I know on the planet earth is end game. There's no turning back. We um, might already be there. We, uh, yeah. Do they, you know, it's great. Do, what? You know, do you notice how fucking clear the air is? Like, is it just, yeah, me? I feel I, like the air is clear and it's beautiful. Like in the morning I wake up, I can like smell the air and it makes me happy. And it reminds me of when I was a child mm -hmm. and I really thought like I was depressed and that's like why I didn't like experience the world like that anymore. But like, really it's just like fucking disgusting what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, Gus was, we went out for a walk the other day. Gus was saying that, like, we normally yeah, can can't see the dome of, like, the mm -hmm. atmosphere. Um, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Part of me is like, is it because it's springtime, though? I was thinking the same thing. Like, it I honestly, like, I don't know. But I feel, um, I just feel like I walk outside and I can smell the air and, like, I hear the birds and... It's maybe it's also quieter too. Like, I don't know. There's something very different and I like it yeah. and I don't like it that people are sick and I don't like it that people are out of jobs and like, I don't want anyone to ever think that I like those things. Yeah. However, unfortunately what we have built is not sustainable and the earth is not going to let us live here like this. She's going to change it. And I think that's what this is. And I don't think this is going to like, we're everybody's like, this will be over. So this is going to happen. Something else is going to happen. Something else is going to happen. Like, this is just how it goes. Mm -hmm. This is normal for the planet. This is normal for humanity. Like we go like a hundred years and something comes and wipes out a bunch of us like we get too big for our fucking britches and like more than that happens and it's like just i mean it's in not i'm not like a bible person like i don't think that the no, great science. literally happened but those stories are around for a reason yeah like there's they're around for a reason and like we grew up in a noah's time that arc was very like stable a, noah's ark is a lesson to be learned from Mm. Um, and no I don't think God is punishing us but like yeah I kind of think the earth is rebalancing and because we've just gotten to the point where we're like we're more important than you like the earth's like guess who's bigger <sighs> yeah um, there's also uh, the I mean just the same as your body attacks the virus your white blood cells go after a vi virus in your body so the earth goes after us like because yeah. we're, we're harming it like, so she gets a fever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just science. It's just nature doing its thing. Um, but it doesn't even have to be science. It's just like, like being like, Oh, this, it's just fucking common sense and paying attention to history and like the knowledge that we have. Like, it's just how it is guys. And like, people can't see that because they have too much invested. 
in what they're doing and and that's great like it's great to have goals and it's great to take care of yourself and it's great to make money and it's great to be prosperous but like once a human eat this is like all of this what's happening like i really do think it's like the result of like our human ego getting way too big collectively and like now it's just gonna get broken down again and that's the cycle let us oh, I forgot to also say, sorry, yeah. one more thing. Okay. The last time this Pluto in Capricorn thing happened, it was during the American Revolution. So, like, the aspect Whoa. that we've been going through since 2008 is the same thing that, like, was happening. Okay, so, like, that's the thing. And then I believe that it was also had involvement during the time of the Black Plague. Like, if you, you should look into it. It's very interesting. Well, and people were uh skeptical of this shit like i mean let's just look at how we organize our seasons like for instance let's get back on our topic the moon like this the first full moon of um the spring is usually a super moon and it's like uh dictates like all all sorts of holidays and religions and to welcome in the season it's the first sunday after the full moon like and people have been um, religions have been centering around this cosmic happening since the beginning of time it's like as it's it's, it's human nature like it's as like uh prevalent as time itself on earth so hey the man the moon is like you know the moon's a big deal it is a big deal and so and are the planets what- aligning aligning and I mean, it's like really for a really long time, this is just like a very small part of humanity that we like consider ourselves separate from the earth. Mm-hmm. Like we think of ourselves as being separate and like we're not. And I just feel yeah. in the past couple months, like I feel and see how bullshit all of this is. Like it really is like, this isn't really our real identity. It's just something that we've created. Like really humanity as a whole, it could look any which way. It could look like anything. Like we just happen to live at this time. So this is normal to us. And this is what we think people are, but like, it's not what people are. Mm -hmm. Well, and we're always like talking about and questioning um, our projection of reality and our place into it. And I think like the idea of like, thinking of ourselves in alignment with the universe is a deeper way to understand reality and nature as it is. And it's as as natural as anything else. Like as it's physics, it's like, um, just a basic understanding of how the fuck this shit is happening. And also, I mean, a greater point to how I feel powerless within electoral politics. (laughs) Like I feel as powerless uh, with electoral politics as I do the alignment of the planets. Like, I don't fucking know how to control this shit. Um, well, it's because you're not. truly powerless over yeah. those things. So am I. Yeah. But, um, you know, onwards to, like, also sections of the podcast, I do want to, like, um, get into, like, I guess the White Lady Apologies. Um, like, we did have a bit, like, Karen's had a big week on Twitter this week. They sure did. This week. Um, we sure did, ladies. We did mention Karen's, and I made fun of the woman, the white woman who was part of the Persist Pack for Elizabeth Warren, and I forgot her name, but I just called her Karen. And that was my way of making fun of her for being a wealthy white woman. Woman, mm-hmm. And that is basically what who Karen's are. I don't, I think, I really don't think white trash white women can be Karen's. I think you're right. I'm not sure uh, how other people feel about that demographic, but I really think Karen with a hard R is for uh, white women who call the cops, 
uh, mm-hmm. white yeah. white women who want to speak to the manager. Um, yes. What other type of white women are Karens like? Um, um, just like you know, I saw a great video where this woman like runs up to the car. They're like in their like neighborhood watch shirts, I guess. And it's like these two like teenager boys in a car, and it's obviously it's recent, so it's during lockdown. And this fucking woman runs up to the car. She's like, "Your ass is class. Your ass is class. I'm calling like blah blah blah. You're supposed to be locked out." She's got her face in the window, fucking screaming in this kid's face, like, "Karen, you're gonna give him COVID nineteen, Karen." Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> fucking that's asshole. that's Karen. That's a psychotic Karen. Though. Yeah, she. Oh my god, you should you just look it up. Your ass is grass. Like I was like, you're a fucking geek, dude. Yeah. Go home. Yeah. Um, like, the, and she wasn't even that old. Like, she was probably like ten years older than this fucking kid. It was very weird. But we're but that, also she was a total Karen. We're referencing this like tweet that happened this week. This woman, um, I think her name's like Linda Mendel. It would be really crazy if I really remembered this woman's name. I think I did. Is this is that, the thing that's that no, was I don't originally remember. like saying that Karen is like the N word? Is that what you're? Yeah, saying? she was. She tweeted like, "Is it just me or is Karen a racial slur?" And it's just you, Karen. It's just you. <laughs> it was maybe it actually asshole. was it a Karen? Maybe her name is Karen, and she's feeling like really seen. But um, oh, okay. and then because of that, everyone just kind of like really flipped out and um, was like you know, fuck you. Like, first off, I mean, that is a big mistake for any white woman and where they should start apologizing is like literally trying to leverage any kind of victimhood for yourself. Like white women are just as complicit as the white men of this country. Like we are like, yeah, we're probably, we're like a class below white men, but we have, we've gotten a lot of advantages being white women. And, there and are still so, our dads, there are husbands, and yeah. we sleep with them to get to the top. So. Exactly. And the, the, you could say I we were even at one point in this country at a greater advantage to white men because there was the widow, which the widow yeah. uh, was the white woman who came to America, you know, had a farmer husband, had his only had his property through their marriage, but white men were getting killed left and right when they were like in the Revolutionary War and shit. So then all these Karens got all this land because they were widows, and then they were like the most powerful in the country because people men were coming across and desperately needed to get married to get get some land or property. Yeah. So um, you, there was a point where Karens of the this country were actually to an advantage over white men. So I'm just, you know, giving some Karen history here. Um, <laughs> but the history of our oppression <laughs> as Karens. <laughs> but, um, you know, we were the le- wealthy landowners of but the Revolutionary War. First white, white men. Like, we had to have sex with them. That's fucking, that is a sacrifice. Yeah, that is a sacrifice, having that <laughs> sex with white men. Sucks. They're little dicks. I'm just kidding. They don't all have little dicks. Skinny. They mostly have skinny dicks. No, some of them have <laughs> thick trunks. I mean, yeah, I feel like there's a, quite a range. Would you? What do you prefer, like a thick dick or like a skinny long dick? Honestly, like I, I feel like I'm like uh, on the thicker side. Like I, I mean, like, all right, skinny is just a no. Let's just say that. Yeah, skinny is definitely a no. 
that's nobody wants skinny dick like i have you know there's other business that needs to get taken care of down there other than just penetration so girth yeah. is more and it's not, girth it is is not more just important. all about the dick but like the dick is very important like oh yeah it really is um people should if you're white, we should be honest women. too as see this we're, we're now we're just wanting our karen privilege um talking about di- like how we, about white we choose about, about the privilege of getting that white dick yeah and we like choose which sizes we want and um because white men are all <laughs> i mean if you have a, if you're a white if you're a white man and you have a small dick you have to be at least a millionaire like oh, honestly yeah. like i would never stay with someone with a small dick and they were poor no nope would not no. do that i in all of come at me motherfuckers why is i'm trying to also my phone's at like 10 percent, and i'm trying to charge it here and it's being a cunt it's not charging to my computer. So I my cats are fighting, right? Um, and because I had to give one of my cats a bath because he got into fuck. This is like my phone's dying. Um, so I'm gonna oh be. My God. So I had to give one of my cats a bath because they got into a um, dust pile because my boyfriend is. Currently, oh, oh God, I'm sorry, my phone's dying. Did I, okay, now it's charging. You keep saying that, you're really upset about it right now. Um, so my, my boyfriend's, um, my boyfriend is white and he's working on our house while we're, you know, in quarantine and there was, that's what white people do at this time. Yes, we work on our houses and, and bake Everybody sourdough. Everybody I know is doing that who's white. Yeah, we're, we work on our houses and bake sourdough. Stop talking. Yeah. Stop talking well, over me. Stop talking over me. Sorry. Thank you for apologizing. Um, but uh, we, <clears throat> in any case, the cats got into a fucking dust pile of debris. I had to give him a bath, right? Which yeah. I've given Pecker a bath before because he gets like dingleberries and shit. He's a fluffy cat. Um, if you own fluffy cats, you better be prepared for dingleberries and giving them baths every once in a while because fluffy uh-huh. cats get, um, messy. But, um, so anyway, I gave him a bath and then I was like, I should give Bubba a bath too, because I mean, he's black, so you can't really tell. But I was, I was sure if Pecker got into the dust debris, Bub definitely did. So I gave them both a bath immediately after the bath. Beelzebub is attacking Pecker. And these are two cats who are bonded. They're best friends. Mm-hmm. And the smell was weird. Yeah, because his smell was weird. I found this out, like, because we were like, what the hell? Like, these are cats are like, they groom each other, they sleep together, they play together, they're best friends. And all of a sudden, Bub is like attacking Pecker. Um, so I read that when uh, sometimes when you give cats baths, the other cat won't recognize the other cat's scent and Mm -hmm. become super defensive, right? So they've been fighting for days. I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's finally... It's so hard. I can go away like the next day? No. It's been like... It's been like three days. (gasps) Yeah. I think... Well, today was good. Today was a good day. Um, There was only like a little bit of a tiff this morning because we were like trying to get them to play together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of risky because yeah. they're jumping you around. You got them too excited. 
Yeah, so there was, like, but, like, they're eating together again, and they seem to be fine. Like, before, it was, like, Bub was, like, literally stalking Pecker. Yeah, that's really funny. That they would do, every time I take my dog that I used to have, all the cats would be, like, down low, ears back, like, just, like, slow walking backwards, like, trying to sniff them but not getting too close. And then, yes, like, yeah, freaking out. Was it when, oh, when you would give your dog a bath? Yeah, so I a bath and shave. So mm-hmm. he would go from like just being his big fluffy self to like this little skinny weirdo that had like the smell washed off of him, mm-hmm. and they didn't know who the hell he was. Like even though it just happened three months ago, I know. But um, yeah, it, 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 it is. They go so much by smell. It's like their pri- dogs and cats. Like it's like I don't know if it is definitely their primary number one sense, but like ours is sight. Theirs is probably smell, and I wonder all the time like how the, they must experience the world. Yeah. Like well, it, it would. Yeah. It would be like if I was wearing a full mask and I came into your house. Like you would feel weird with me. Not now because of COVID nineteen, you would feel more normal. But before, it would be weird. <laughs> yeah, I hope you get your mask in the mail soon. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um. In any case, yeah. So what what ended up happening though? The one morning they got into a fight. They jumped up on the bed and were chasing each other, and they knocked over my computer on the ground. And my computer's Fuck. my computer's okay, but they cracked the screen. No. Yeah. That sucks. So oh I have God. I have all these dead pixels on like the right hand side of my screen. I have to get a new screen. Oh, that's fucking expensive. I yeah, there goes my stimulus check. There goes my COVID Damn. check. It's going to like fix my computer. So yeah, I'm having I'm having a real quar quar one. A quar time. What the fuck is quar? Quar is short for quarantine. It's the cool way to reference being oh, quarantined. Oh, should have known. I, okay, right, right. It's, it's like taking the rents. You know, it's like having uh-huh. rents. Like Cosmo when we when we were. I like to tweet about being Cosmo in the nineties. I was like, that is how fucking Cosmo was in the nineties. Yeah. Now I, now I understand it. Because I was like, what's Quar? You say Quar instead of the revolution. We say Rev. You get the Rev oh, on the Rev. Um, when my cousin of, got married, his their friend was the Reverend, and they called him the Rev because he was definitely not an actor. He just got it for that. The Rev. Uh, people are calling the coronavirus the Rona. Call it the Rona. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So Adorable. anyway, I'm having a Quar one, which is talking about having a really bad time in quarantine because my computer is broken because my cats are fight fighting. So, anyway, uh, racist confessions. Racist confessions. Um, Racist confessions. I feel like my everything I talked about this whole episode in the current portion was like my racist confession for this one. I uh, have a racist confession about social distancing and black people. Okay. Um, And I was. I've been like. uh, They're they're not social distancing. And I have to um, social distance. And then I was sitting at my, and I, I guess it's fucked up to say they. Um, it, obviously, it's it's not all black people, but I live in a black neighborhood. So I, um, everyone walking down the street is not social distancing. And then I case, heard that from my coworker who lives in your neighborhood too about that shut, neighborhood. He said everybody's up. outside. Okay, so it's I'm it is a racist confession though. But so anyway, I was sitting at my front window though and I heard this woman um making fun of white people social distancing. 
she was like, she like, she's like, yeah, I'm not moving out of the way. This, I'm not moving my fat ass out of the way walking down the sidewalk. That those bitches can walk away from me. They can That's social distance. So all of a sudden, I realized I was like, okay, so obviously this is a race issue, and that as a white person, I'm obligated to do the social distancing and get out of the way. It's kind of the same thing as holding, making sure you hold the door for black people at Wawa. It's the same thing. Mm. Anyway, that's mm. my racist confession. Um, I got you. I got you. Uh, so what's yours? I told you. I feel like the whole Karen part of this you was You can't racist, racist confession. confession on your own race, Marine. That's not you, how it works. That's not you, how it No. Now, it's not just pathetic that I only go from here to my work, but, like, it's supposed to be that way so I can really talk about that fact more so yeah like on I mean whatever just because of where my work is there's just not a lot of other races other than white that live in the neighborhoods um but I do have something kind of off of what you said mm-hmm. I just have oh, beef my cat is trying to trip me so I'll feed him um yeah I mean I no I think it's I think it's like a cultural I think it's cultural because like historically black people have been more urban environment and like for us like in the 80s when we were growing up like it wasn't as big of a deal I think for our parents to like buy a house in the suburbs that was like far away from the other houses comparatively to like where you and I live now where like I live in a condo and like you live like in an urban like neighborhood mm-hmm. um and I just feel like I don't know I just feel like black people and are proud of it like that they're just like that's what they do like they gather like they're close you know like they take care of each other and I think that like for those kind and I think the Hispanic community too same thing um and none of this is really racist confession but I can see how it would be even more challenging for those kind of communities I beg to differ you sound like a racist to me um oh good okay yeah um Um, okay, so what you're saying, um, I'd rather not repeat what you said, because it was so, um, Well, because I said a lot of things like urban, and, like, I use, like, a lot of, like, PC bullshit words, and just, like, Hispanic community. PC bullshit, how he's, like, definitely gonna be, like, he's, like, my VP is gonna be a black woman, like, okay, and then you were VP for a black man who got elected, like, primarily because he was a black man, like, I just feel, like, so disgusted, even, like, racially by Joe Biden, because, like, he's mm-hmm. so full of shit, he is the corporate guy yeah. that, like, is, like, puts, like, black people out in front of him and says, like, look who I hired, like, what a fucking piece of shit. I heard the strategy um, of making for Obama to make Joe Biden his VP was to win the white woman suburban vote. That was the, that was the strategy because white women love to vote for Joe Biden in the suburbs. The Karens. The, the Karens. Karens are the Joe Biden supporters. Yeah, definitely. Um, I well, that was racist against Karens. I wanted to also note that um, there have there was a couple articles I saw. I didn't read them, but I saw them, and uh, they're about how COVID nineteen is a in great more greatly affecting the black communities than the white communities, and maybe it has something to do with um, the fact that a lot of um, 
black communities are mostly work in the service industries, which the essential, the essential workers, like I'm not, yep. when I see food delivery people in my neighborhood, they're not white people. And, um, I think that has a lot to do with it. Also, um, black people are in the service industry work as caregivers for the elderly mm. and stuff yeah. like, and, and nurses and stuff like that. So I think that's part of it. Um, and also because, uh, they're not social distancing from white people in their own neighborhoods. Yeah. Well, that does not help. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just not following just social kidding. distancing not, guidelines that. at all doesn't help. But then again, you know, you have, again, lower socioeconomic status people mm-hmm. who don't fucking trust these people that are like telling them to do this. Like, mm-hmm. and I can see why. Yeah. Um, now, so the other parts of our podcast are Delaware County. We only have like five minutes left. I don't know what other moon shit to talk about. I mean, I don't know. We went to the moon in like 1967 or some shit. When did we go to the moon? Um, I think that 1962, 1967, I don't know, sometime in the 60s when everybody was doing acid. And everybody thinks that Stanley Kubrick um, staged it for for us because... I've heard that. How can a camera function with film in outer space with no atmosphere? Mm. Mm, interesting. Uh, so, uh, yeah, actually, Whoopi Goldberg, who is a piece of shit, um, is a moon conspiracy theory person. She doesn't mm. believe we, we went to the moon... And she's a piece of shit. Um, Ellen DeGeneres is a piece of shit. And um, any kind of daytime, any talk show show host or celebrity is a piece of shit. I agree. I do. I agree that. Um, that. So, and the moon. uh, Let's see. What else about the moon? Um, I'm a different kind of moon conspiracy theorist. I'm on the opposite end. I think that if we went to the moon then, like, why has it been quiet for so long? And definitely we have, like, a... Hold on. Generation. I can't hear Uh, you. I can't hear you. Because... uh, people, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic, it's also springtime. So everyone's got their ATVs out. Oh, I hear them. Yeah, so I couldn't really hear you. Um, there's. I just think that there's like probably a colony on the moon, on the dark side of the moon that we don't know about, but it's been there, and like the governments know about it, and like because what in the sixties people supposedly went to the moon. So I don't know. I just don't. I. I didn't really think this until someone explained it to me and I was like, you know what? That makes about as much sense as anything. Bezos wants to, has a space program that he's invested in. I mean, yeah, there's private space programs now. I mean, yeah. SpaceX is like launching rockets. It's, yeah. Yeah. And people with money are going to be, so I have a fiance who, um, kind of thinks that like the next thing that's going to happen is we will go off planet and like we'll be bringing back resources so that's going to like help, kind of help save the human race but like also maybe part of all of this like pushing the poor people down and having this workforce to make like a desperate workforce mm-hmm. who will go and put themselves in danger to go out and like explore space like for the rich people and send stuff back mm-hmm. that makes sense um <clears throat> Neil Armstrong punched a guy. For I love that video. For yeah, that's a good video. Um, for questioning about landing on the moon. Yeah, I mean that must suck. You know, you land on the moon and you think you're super cool, but then all these people always come up to you like, "You didn't land on the moon. That shit's fake." Didn't happen. Gay, it's fake. 
Like that would be that would be really annoying. Um, I was born on a full moon. We actually talked about that in astrology. How um, you anyone who is born on a full moon, their sun sign and their moon sign are always polar opposites because there's like because of the alignment, it's like super you know kind of crazy time because it's a full moon. Yeah. So anyone who's ever born on a full moon will have whatever their sun sign is, they'll have the complete opposite moon sign, which mm-hmm. makes them a conflicted type of person. Yeah. Um, what is your moon sign again? I don't remember. My, wait, so my sun sign is Leo. Why do I think my moon sign is an Aries? It's Pisces? Is it Pisces? Yeah. Leo. That makes sense. Yeah. You probably think Aries because mine is Aries. Yeah, awesome. I think I think that's what I was thinking. But yeah, it's Pisces, so I'm a fire and a water sign. Yeah. Um, which is like two conflicting personalities. It's kind of like yeah. fucked up. Um, yeah. So basically, it means like I'm a Leo, so I'm like hot shit, but I'm also I'm a Pisces, so I'm a fucking crybaby pussy. So I'm very sensitive. It's like it's like oh you're sensitive leos well pisces are like even more fucking sensitive so right like here's some more depth and sensitivity for you just to make you fucking like die inside that's what mine mine is like i mean capricorn and aries it's like the this very uh hard-working sign right like very like goal-oriented and Mm -hmm. serious and then you have aries which is like the most fucking impulsive like unpredictable fiery like childlike you know, like need it right now and like I'll fight you. Mm-hmm. Like not that I mean there's a lot of great aspects to both signs too, but like yeah, yeah I definitely have to in my own life see those you know conflicts. What? I so knew you would turn this about you. Turn this I always do because I'm an Aries moon. Talking about yourself and um mm-hmm. and I just want to point out that you were not born on a full moon. No, I was not. And that Aries and Capricorn are not opposite on the spectrum. No, they are not. My opposite okay. is cancer. Yeah. I know. I understand. You just wanted to talk about yourself. But I um, just wanted to point that out. That's all. Because mm. you're in Leo, so other people can't talk about themselves. I didn't say that. <laughs> you said that. Um, and you're a bitch because you're a Capricorn. I and... mean, that's true, but I'm also the best sign. So and look, what? I mean, look at all this Capricorn energy right now. Look how great it is. Big Capricorn, big Capricorn energy going on right now. Um, <laughs> and I am, you know, uh, passive aggressively emotionally abusing you, which is big Pisces energy. So mm, who's, who's yeah, winning? I like that shit though. Who's winning here then? Mm. I like it. It's oh, my you, thing. oh yeah, you like that? Because mm. you're a tortured yeah. Capricorn. Yeah, like Aries Moon, uh, and then like, and then I'm like, no, nah, really, I'm stable because like, here's my Taurus rising. I'm super stable. Everybody, look at this. Oh, you got that Taurus. Oh well, <laughs> coming at you hot. Aries rising, bitch, coming at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense because your your energy is like laser out. Like, <laughs> it is though. Yeah. No, like, yeah. It's like there's like an explosiveness to you and to me that mm-hmm. I feel as an Aries trait. Oh yeah. Oh, whenever we're fighting, it's our Aries traits mm, coming at each other. I think other. you're right. Got yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, in, and in conclusion, the other, well, the other segments we didn't get to, but we really, we should wrap it up. We've been talking for like an hour and a half. But um, there's a lot to talk about right now in these COVID times. Yeah. Um, but you, I was going to say, we didn't talk about Delaware County. 
Um, anything about Delaware County you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, well, why don't I tell us, uh, let's see the COVID stats for Delaware County for today. Yeah, let's check out the COVID, talk about. COVID stats. I think at last I saw it was like 17 people have passed away and there was like 453 positive cases. As of April, oh wait, no, never mind, that's not Pennsylvania, blah, blah, Well, I don't know. You just said it. I don't know. I don't see anything. Um, well, I read a story in the Delco Times that was really friggin' sad. Um, it was a mother who passed away who was, like, not that old. Like, she was in her 60s. But I would say what they didn't give out any names for privacy reasons, but I would say to she lived at home with her daughter and her kids, which was probably not good because they're saying that children are carriers of it. They're putting yeah. their asystematic and um, are part of spreading the COVID. But um, that's what, whenever I see kids out, I'm like, get your fucking kid away from me. Um, I same ooh so uh, oh. For little fucking incubators. Um, yeah. But then, um, oh, Gus just streaked in the room. Gus is streaking right now, everyone. Oh. Um, but then I would say, uh, yeah, so she lived at home with her, her family, but she got the COVID. And um, basically, the way I hear the end kind of comes for everybody is if you have to be incubated. Um, intubated intubated sorry um and uh that's basically a breathing tube um and i hear a lot of people do not recover from that point and uh which is do you understand that because like why do they even do it happens is you already like can't breathe you're already in a really in really really bad shape if they're going to intubate you and put you on a ventilator which like means that they're breathing for you Mm -hmm. um so that's why you hear the stories of older people not getting ventilators, like, and you almost hear a bit like it's think like when they talk about it, they're like, oh, this is the thing that's going to save you, but like, unfortunately, it's not um, necessarily. It can, but like, that's not always what happens, and you already have to be healthy. So what happens is like they put a tube down your trachea, and you have to be sedated for that. So the other worry is that there's shortage of the drugs that they use, and it is like an intolerable procedure almost mm-hmm. if they have to intubate you without drugs. And then um, they hook you up, and like basically they are breathing for you. So also, what can happen if you're on an intubator, if you're intubated and on a ventilator for a long time? I'm not a nurse or anything, but like my understanding is that like you, um, like your diaphragm, you know, like it's not working for itself anymore for a long time. So like there's a lot of things that like the longer you're on the ventilator, mm-hmm. the harder it's going to be for you to recover and breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and you already were in bad shape if you're, they're putting you on the ventilator. And I think even more right now. Um, so it can save you. People are going to die because they can't get ventilators. There's going to be preventable deaths because people can't get treatment. People can't get ventilators. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, go ahead. I'm, I hope well, I and Sorry. it's just really torture because the woman was saying she couldn't be with her mom and she was being intubated and um, there was a nurse that was with her mom the whole time, and the nurse said that she was she was scared, you know. And yeah. they held her hand, you know, and she passed away in the middle of the night. Um, but yeah. I was just like, that's so terrifying because it's like 
you know being intubated is probably the end for you and yeah. you um, are alone, you can't be with your family, can't be with you, and yeah. you you die alone in the hospital. And just to hear the nurse like relay to her that, I don't know, I guess you have to be honest, but to be like, yeah, your mom was scared. Your mom was scared. Yeah, that fucking sucks. It like, sucks. But also the family does need to hear that shit. Like, yeah, you think? They need to know. I don't know. I'm sure that it's, I'm sure that those nurses are just, I mean, I, I really, really, my heart like hurts thinking about these men and women who just like were going to their normal job and now are in really like war zone medicine. And I just can't imagine what it must be like over and over again to see these people die Mm -hmm. alone and then like have to tell their family what happened. Like, fuck. Um, but the woman said that, you know, her mom was like really well taken care of. Um, they didn't say which hospital, but you know, what is it? The Delaware County ones are the, there's the Delaware County Memorial, Memorial Hospital up by Upper Darby. There's that, the Mercer, what is it called? Um, on Lansdowne Ave. What? I'm not remembering hospital names. Uh, there's just... The Delaware County Hospital? Well, no, that's the one by Upper Darby High School. But there's yes, one there's yeah. one on Lansdowne Ave, the other side, near Yaden. Um, oh. oh, Mercy Fitz. Mercy Fitz. And there's... Yeah, Mercy Fitzgerald, there's... Uh, La- um, Lankinall? But I thought Lankinall is Philadelphia, technically. Oh, is it? I didn't know. I thought... I, I, was, I was born in Lankinall. And it's, gotcha. But it's... And then that's on Lancaster Ave. Um, because it's overbooked, right? But uh, I haven't heard anything like that. The there's like space issues or um, bridging out. I don't know anything about testing sites. I do know in Philadelphia because that's where I live that Temple University is expanding to be able to accept more patients. Um, there's um, there's a testing facility. Outside Jefferson Hospital, there's like a tent city outside Jefferson Hospital now. There's a tent city for testing um, in West Philly um, by uh, University of Penn. What road is that? I, I don't know. But they're setting up a lot of testing facilities. I mean, that's kind of the thing. The thing that we don't, we don't really know how many people are infected. Like, right. I'm kind of like been I've been less obsessed with checking on how many people Damn. are infected because it's really not accurate there's a lot of people where you're calling your doctor and you're telling your doctor your symptoms and they're just like yeah it sounds like you have it stay at home and if it gets worse right. go to the hospital and then then people are getting tested but right. uh so there's a lot of people in the instance like that who have a mild case of it who aren't being tested I mean it's kind of like what are you I don't know I don't know about it. Also, like, I don't know if I if I had it, I'd want to go get tested because, like, it's I know. It, yeah, it seems like a real fucking mess. Like, yeah, I would have Going to be there, right. Yeah. And also, now you're like, I mean, we have like a lot of like I said weird shit that's gonna happen. Like, Bill Gates is like making a thing to like track people and who has had it and who hasn't and who's okay to go to work and who's not and like, but at the same like. Do you, so you go get tested and now you are forever known to have had COVID-19. I don't know if that's good, bad, and different, but it's weird. Well, and we also don't know just because you had it and you got over it means that you can't get reinfected. They don't right. absolutely know. Like, yeah, like 
it's related to the common cold. Like coronaviruses are related to the cold and you can get the cold over and over again. Yeah. So, uh, in any case, that's like the only Delco updates I have. I mean, my dad told me all the Wawa's have plastic, um, setups now. You can't order food from the deli. Um, and like they have like the cashiers are behind plastic, um, barriers at the yeah, Delco Wawa's and you can't get food. Like you can't get a hoagie anymore. So, um, Honestly, I used to make hoagie sandwiches for a deli, but it was in Cincinnati and it really sucks making sandwiches for people. So I kind of, you know, I'm glad that they don't have to make hoagies anymore. Yeah. Although I like eating them. No. But I mean, also people will lose jobs. Yeah. It well, ma making, yeah, making sandwiches can be fun. You can get into a groove of it. Um, yeah. But to be honest, like, my experience working in a deli has, to this day, made it be like, when I order from the deli at Wawa, I would always be like, I'm just getting a soup or some mac and cheese, whatever's the easiest thing for them to make. And if I get a hoagie, like, I get a small one, and I get, like, the easiest fucking thing. Like, that's, like, easy to make. Because I feel like I really hated making sandwiches. So I don't want to... And it's not like making sandwiches at, like, a restaurant. It's different because at a deli, it's, like, fast pace. You know, right. um, it's, like, chaotic. It's hectic. Like, it's kind of not the same deal, especially at yeah. Wawa. Wawa is, like, high production. Yep, um, for sure. So I'm actually wearing my I Heart Wawa shirt right now. Oh, it's Um, But... Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I uh, think we covered, and like, well, the recap was, our last episode was about Kenny Rogers, and uh, Kenny Rogers passed away. It was not COVID-related, although we did just have a COVID-related country singer death this week. John Prine passed away, Ooh. and, um, you know, I heard he was in critical condition, and I was like, and I also read that he um, was fighting lung cancer. I don't know if he, like, uh, was a survivor or if he was still currently fighting lung cancer. But do you, that kind of damage anyway. When yeah. I heard he was in critical condition, I was not expecting him to recover because your lungs are, like, fucked at that point. But, um, and I, like, recently actually just was, like, doing a John Prine impression for one of my Patreon um, performance art pieces. And this was before I heard he was sick. But it was just because I love John Prine. I think, like, he really does have, like, an American working class, um, like, um, ethos to his music. And he's a songwriter himself. And uh, he was a uh, mailman. And that's how he, like, he was working as a mailman and would, like, write his songs while he was doing his, like, mailman job. And just as, like, me as, like, someone who cleans houses and comes up with, like, performance art pieces, like, while I'm cleaning houses and writing comics while I'm cleaning houses, I just really connected to him as an artist in that way. And I'm, like, really, yeah. I'm really heartbroken that, I'm sorry, that is he, heartbreaking. he passed away. And uh, he was only... He's 73 years old, which is how old my mom is. So, like, I definitely think if my, if my mom died today, it would be too soon. Like, I think, you know, she still has a good 20 years in her. And, you know, yeah. so uh, it's sad that John Prime passed away. Anyway, so. Yeah. 
Um, but I uh, don't have anything else to say about the moon. Or, I mean, you know, um, you know, the moon's cool. Um, it's cool. It's cool. It's yin. I, a lot of artists make moon artwork. I mean, I've seen so much moon artwork. Artists love the moon. Um, they draw it. They take pictures of it. They make sculptures of it. Um, and and so they're really obsessed. They're, it's magnetism, like I said. The moon yeah. is, is a magnet. And, um, you know, uh, uh, the moon. It's... The moon. Yeah. When the moon hits your eye like, like a big pizza pie. That's amore. I can't. Um, my voice is hoarse because, uh, well, hopefully not because I have COVID, but I did go the, to the grocery store today. And um, I did want to talk about the grocery store experience. Like now there's a line to get into the grocery store. There's only so many people allowed in at a time. Um... Uh, and I was listening. The guy behind me in line was literally going to the grocery store to to get some Dr. Bronner's soap and deodorant. I'm like, dude, why are you wasting your fucking time to just go wait in line to go into the grocery store to get some soap? Like, really? Everybody's got their thing. Like, go to CVS, man. Like, Jesus. Um. Well, I mean... Or, like, don't just get soap and deodorant. Like, you should definitely pick up some other shit while you're there. Like, yeah, this so isn't. The right? grocery store is not a casual fucking stop in anymore. Okay? Yeah. You're, you're standing in line and everyone's wearing face masks around you, bro. Maybe you should get other things besides soap and fucking stop talking and loud in line on the phone and spreading your, like, COVID all over everyone. Do you realize you know how what, much, what? This is America. Well, do you not understand, like, talking, like, how much just talking, like, spreads shit all around you? Yeah, because I'm still working. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, because everybody's talking in your face. Like, oh, wait, yeah. are, you, are you guys social distancing at work? Or... You can in my job. It's impossible. So it is impossible. So, essentially, we're all kind of quarantined to each other and wherever else we fucking go. Well, that's the other thing with the testing, that they do want to get to a point where we can test... And, like, be sure that everyone who's going to work is not positive. Right. That would be ideal. You know, I think, again, if we had maybe started preparing for this in December or, you know, January when literally I knew and I am a fucking veterinary technician who, like, is from Delaware County and I knew that this was going to be the situation we were being. I seriously, like, a lot of people did. And it was ignored. Yeah. Um, but you know, the moon's cool and Jupiter, you know, has like 12 moons. That is so what's it like to live on Jupiter? Like, because I mean, why well, here it's like a living in a hurricane that's fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, but you know, though, Jupiter is the jovial planet. It's a positive influence in astrology. Well, yeah, so that was, it would be to live there. Like it's the, it's the, you know, it's the good planet. Well, it's like, you know, it's big giant red hurricane fire party and, uh, they have 12 fucking moons. Like, you know what? Maybe what the reason why we're so obsessed with the moon here on earth is because we just have one. So like, we're like really into it. We're like, oh yeah. 
Like, like you can't even have a favorite moon because, like, that's your favorite moon? Yeah, I mean, if we had 12 moons, I really don't think we would be that into the moon. Like, I mean, think about how, much cha how chaotic it would be to have 12 moons. You would, it would be cool. Like, I mean, what, isn't there 12, isn't there 12 planets? Yeah, it would be cool, but it would be like the, the saying, dime a dozen, you know? <laughs> so it would be like the moon's a dime a dozen, like, so it's not special. Up, you'd be like, fuck that moon. Fuck that moon, too, and that one. Moons? That one. Moons are a dime a dozen. <laughs> Who gives a shit about the moons? Um, but here on Earth, we, we just have the one, you know? So it's, like, you know, really special. We write books about it. We we plan space expeditions to go visit it and put flags on it and shit. Just like if you have more than one child, you can't love them as much? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah, definitely. So if you have a lot of kids who really are just like, fuck you guys. Our moon's, like, the, our special little only child moon. <laughs> you know? It's sheltered. Like, it, it, if, if it ever goes outside orbit of the Earth, it would get bullied and fucking break up into a million pieces in, like, an instant. It wouldn't be it out can't of, leave. What? What? You're right. It can't leave. Yeah, it can't leave. It would not be able to handle um, socializing with other moons because it's been, mm -hmm. to, been treated Shelter. sheltered. Yes, sheltered. Um, not that innocent. Yeah, Britney Spears is a communist now. Welcome. Yeah, I can see in the memes. Welcome, Britney. I literally have not read one thing about it, but I kind of get it, I suppose. Also, I'm seeing a trend. Everyone's shaving their head like Britney Spears did in Quar. People are starting to shave their heads. Starting to go crazy, yeah. Women shaving their heads. I mean, I thought I was thinking about it actually like two weeks ago. I'm not even in Quar, really. I'm in Quar, and I was thinking of it too, but then I saw a bunch of people were doing it, and I was like, I don't want to be one of those crazies. But it would be nice to like just not have to worry about washing your hair ever. Yeah, like, I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, it's also just starting to get warm, so it's not, like, that uncomfortable to have your head shaved. And then, yeah. you know, you you don't have to cut your split ends and shit and because we can't go to the hairdressers and stuff. So might as well just shave yeah. your head. Shave it off. Because if I can't go get my hair done, then just shave it off. Gus, would you be mad if I shaved my hair? I've been cutting my own hair for like eight years. Gus just said he'd be mad if I shaved my head. Oh, Carl would like really be mad. He loves my long hair and like he will, be, like cause someday I will cut it and he'll be sad. But like that day has not yet come. Yeah. Well, next full moon maybe. That's, That's probably you know the term lunatic. You know where the term lunatic came from? From Luna. People acting crazy on the full moon. It's true. If you go, if you ask a cop or somebody who works at the hospital at a hospital, it, it's true. Like statistically, shit goes crazier during the full moon, which is kind of like, you know, I only need that one thing to make me believe in as a whole in astrology because you know, whatever, fuck it, I'll believe anything. The other thing about the uh, moon I forgot to mention, I probably mentioned this before because um, I'm a problematic Karen over here. I'm obsessed with Ted Bundy and um, he actually murdered uh, off the full moon and there was a woman um, astrologist 
that was following the Ted Bundy murders and because she was into astrology, like she knew when he was going to commit another murder based off full moon cycles. So she was paying attention. She was paying attention and she wrote the police departments and was like, look, I can predict when this guy is going to strike again. And they thought she was crazy, but then they actually started to use her pattern, which was based off the full moon because that's when he was, uh, that was when he was killing people. Humans follow cycles. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think, Ted Bundy was doing that on purpose. I think it was like just how he agitated during the full moon. Yeah, it was like you pay attention to your feelings at all. mm -hmm. Like it, I yesterday on I actually I didn't even know it was a full moon. I had no idea, but like actually, I have to say, on the way to work, I was like just in a different mood emotionally. It was just different. Like I had like more energy. I was like slightly agitated, but also like more emotional. So like usually. When I'm agitated, I'm like, uh, stuck. But like yesterday, I was like on my way to work, I was like crying, like listening to music, like, I don't know, whatever. Just and I got into a fight yesterday. Yeah, probably because of the full moon. No, we were just, I mean, it was actually more him. I just want to point that out. Um, Of course it was. He's a man. Yeah. And he's white. Yeah, he's a white man. Um, I'm just a Karen in the world. Mm hmm. Um, no, you're not. I'm more of a Karen than you are, because I'm basic. Uh, but in any case, he was. Um, thank you for that. Um, he he was uh, he lashed out at me um, for like no reason. He was just in a bad mood, and I was just like, normally I would be like, when he's like in a bad mood and like a dick to me, I'm like, whatever, asshole. Like, I think I actually did do that. But then I was like, you know what? I'm not talking to him for, like, the entire fucking day. And I did. I I didn't talk to him. Whatever, Karen. And I just think that um, I had the strength of the full moon to completely ignore him for the entire day. And, Thanks to Luna. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. So, all right. Well, let's let's go. I think we're good. I think we talked about the moon. We hit all our topics. Um... You know, if you have any complaints, please write in. We love complaints. Like, and also, yeah. if you want to rate and review our podcast, we appreciate that too. Um, we've been uh, doing this for almost two years now, and we have nine reviews. Uh, they're all positive. That's great. And we would like to get, you know, let's shoot for ten reviews. Shoot for ten. Two, double digit reviews after two years. Yeah, that would be great. Because we're really maturing, I think. This was just yeah. like the practice part, and this is like going to be the real podcast now, everybody. We promise. Yeah. I, well, if anything, we're, today. we're definitely going to like realign in September. <laughs> and then by the year 2023, we're going to be a completely new and different podcast per your astrology reading. Yeah. And as a close, as my closing statement, I would yeah. like to say keep an eye on September because you know what that's right before is the election. And that, you know, it said that this, whatever had happened in January with yeah. Pluto and the Capricorns happening again. And well, this shit could get crazy. The other thing is, too, they're saying in September and the fall that there's going to be a, like, um, a second wave of the virus, too. Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking about, too, because yeah. that's what happened in the Spanish flu. So who knows, like, what, we're, we get our jobs back for, like, two months in the summer, and then we have to quarantine again in the fall? It's, it's actually like- very likely, and I am not going to go back to normal, at least until the new year. 
Like, there will be waves of this. Yeah. And when things open back up, there's going to be people getting sick. So I think September makes sense that there will be another wave. Yeah. All right, well. And it could go back more deadly because that's what happened with Spanish flu. Um, oh, I'm, the, my other thing I wanted to report that being sober is increasingly hard, I, I have to say, um, because, yeah, it is. because I'm bored. It. I'm bored. That's why. I know. Yeah. I mean, luckily I'm used to this. Like I said, I, I feel like, um, I feel like some of my experiences have sort of prepared me for this situation in a way. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in a good place. Um, but yeah, I can see how at this point, especially cause it's not like you, like you just like, were like, okay, I'm going to take care of myself and not drink. Mm-hmm. But like <clears throat> now, like if there was no reason for me not to, I probably would as good as I feel. Um, but like, I have a lot of reasons to not do that. Well, my thing has been like, I have been like, it would be, it's Friday, you know, have a drink on Friday. Like, I kind of, like, that's, it's not, like, literally, it's, like, some kind of, like, a running a ritual. A normal thing. I, yeah. I seriously. Yeah. yeah. And I've been, thing. I've been like that. And it's been, like, nicer out. And I'm, like, oh, it's Friday. It's party time. You know, yeah. well, it's Friday when really Friday is just, like, every other day of the week. And there's nothing going on. So that's kind of why I've been, like, wanting to have a beer. I mean, not get, like, wasted, but just being, like, I just want a beer like yeah um, and that's fine for you if you want to do that yeah i mean i do feel really good otherwise though not drinking it's great yeah drinking fucks with your emotional processing yeah it does That's like my main reason for choosing that i like am not gonna take any chances yeah (laughs) i feel uh way more clear-headed and um less um aggro as well um way more yeah way more even and, um, yep. I'm like lost weight and stuff. So, I mean, there's yeah. just all this other positive stuff and that's kind of what's keeping me like being like, I don't want to drink because, you know, otherwise I feel great, you know, so. Well, I remember you giving me the advice years ago. Cause I remember we were shopping at Buffalo exchange and I feel like we might've still lived together. Uh-huh. And we were talking about how like Sundays are like depressing. And you said that you always do something special on Sundays. So maybe you can find a new special ritual if you're choosing that you want to continue to not drink. Oh yeah. That's why my, my therapist, that was my therapist shit. My, yeah, oh, cause that- uh, yeah, it was, it's about making dates with yourself, which is like some, maybe this would be an advantage for single choir people. Cause I've been, See, reading a lot of tweets where people in quarantine are like especially really upset because they're um you know indoors they don't have a significant other and they're really lonely and my therapist I used to have these same kind of thoughts when I was newly single after being in a relationship and my therapist told me to go on dates with myself and um things that I would do is I would take long walks by myself and I would uh, go play pool. I would go to the bar and play pool with people. And, um, you know, so try to make a date with yourself. Although that's the other thing. Yeah, date yourself. Masturbate. That's the thing you should do. Too. Yeah. Um, but um, masturbation, it kind of leaves you feeling cold after a while. That's Apparently, that's what my boyfriend tells me. Um, 
You should. Yeah, because we're Karens, so we totally don't masturbate. Yeah, we don't masturbate. We're Karens. Um, well, maybe after a few bottles of wine, and we but, keep up the dildo. Yeah, I guess I should try to... I don't know. Anyway, I'm depressed. Let's go. We got to stop this podcast. Oh, my God. This podcast is two hours long. All right. Well, we're on like that note, the I Joe Rogan. Have something, what? I have something Pennsylvania-related. It's oh, okay. from MediaPA.gov, and um, it was saying that... Um, in Pennsylvania, the Department of Human Services announced the launch of a statewide support and referral helpline staffed by skilled and compassionate caseworkers 24-7 to counsel Pennsylvania struggling with anxiety and other challenging emotions due to COVID-19. Um, and that information is, um, it became operational April 2nd, and the number to call is one 284 2494 And that we can share this, too, with the... Yeah, um... So if you're someone listening who made it to the end of a two-hour podcast, there's some you help probably for you. want to kill yourself. <laughs> so you should probably call if you're still listening and you've been listening this whole time. Please call. <laughs> this 1-855-284-2494. Is... This should be, this is how we should end all of our podcasts from now on. <laughs> um, and, yeah, this is the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Joe Rogan goes on for hours and hours. He too. goes, like, three-hour podcasts. But, like, when he's talking about, like, DMT and stuff, I'm like, three hours more, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, like, the Joe Rogan Experience, except not interesting. And we have, like, and no... no No, we have no special guests. And <laughs> we have no facts. This is just brain hemorrhaging for two hours. Vomiting. All over um, you. And, and we both aren't drinking. So these are all of our, we have no dead brain cells. These are all of our brain cells just, you know. Firing off. Firing off right here. Um, okay. All right, Maureen, I love you. All right, I love you too, Beth. You have to Stay say, safe. I, you have to say I love you. Wash your hands and Wash don't touch your face. I love you. Love you. You have to say okay. I love you, by the way. I everyone. love you. Because uh, you never know you. when we're going to talk again. Dude, that's what it was like being an NA. Oh, they made you say I love you to everyone when you left? No, but you always hugged everybody because literally it might be the last time you saw a person and it happened all the time. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, sorry. New topic. Time to go. Goodbye. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye. Podcast. Doo-doo-loo. Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Whorehouse on the hill. From Delco. Whorehouse on the hill. Oh, yeah, that's a whorehouse on the hill. Two hoes. Two hoes. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts.